Hey, Physionic. I wanted to quick jump in and wish you a wonderful Friday and wonderful weekend that is ahead of you. You made it through yet another week unscathed, hopefully. Uh, I also was hoping that if you haven't reviewed the podcast, it would certainly help me out if you could give me a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're using. I think Google and Apple allow you to rate the podcast, so if you could hop on over and just give a five-star, I would really appreciate it. With that said, let's jump into fructose. Okay, have a good one. See ya. Yeah. Figure four. Figure four is actually the figure that got me really intrigued in this particular paper because I wanted to know what fructose would do. <clears throat> so figure four A and B, they're measuring glucose. They're measuring blood sugar levels. And I believe, well, maybe it's not blood sugar. Maybe, no, I think it is blood sugar. Yeah. So they're measuring blood sugar levels. And here, interestingly enough, you're seeing that the fasting glucose levels, otherwise known as fasting blood sugar levels, are the same between all three conditions. Control, and here they are incorporating glucose. So now you get this inclusion of this glucose as well as fructose, as well as the control. You see that fasting blood sugar levels are the same. So whatever mechanisms are working, fasting levels are remaining the same. So if that's an increase in insulin to make sure that that clamps at a at the similar level, that could be the case. And actually, we did see some evidence of that, and we'll actually see more evidence of that later on. So you see this rise in blood sugar levels because they're they're using fasting levels and then they're injecting a, a set amount of glucose as a glucose tolerance test as far as I understand. And then with that, they wanna measure what happens to glucose. What happens to that blood sugar that they inject into the animal? Is it staying in the bloodstream? If it's staying in the bloodstream, then you would see this rise and then it's not going to decrease as quickly. Because once you see this initial rise, you should see insulin compensate and it starts to rise and then you get this insulin cascade to let that GLUT4 go up to the cell and allow that blood sugar to go out of the blood into the cells itself to be metabolized and to be dealt with, which is what you want. So interestingly, here you find that with the fructose condition, you see an increase in blood sugar levels once they in inject blood sugar, which is going to happen, but it maintains higher. It stays higher longer than it does with the blood glucose levels. Well, with the glucose condition, excuse me. So the glucose condition and the control condition tend to have a normal response, but the fructose condition tends to delay that response. The, the blood sugar levels stay elevated longer, which is really interesting. And then C and D for four, figure four C and D, they're measuring insulin levels. So blood insulin levels, and they want to know what happens there. So here, again, the fasting levels of insulin are higher in the fructose condition. And I would potentially argue that it's higher in the glucose condition, but apparently it's not statistically significant. I don't know how, uh, but well, actually, no. Uh, no, that's right. That's right. 
based on the, the previous table. But in this particular measure, they do show that there's elevated uh, insulin levels with the glucose condition compared to the control condition. So, but that's long-standing. So over time, you have elevated blood insulin levels, which really te is telling. It's essentially telling you that uh, without looking at the cells themselves, just looking at the blood concentrations of blood sugar relative to blood insulin levels, you're seeing that insulin is less effective, meaning insulin insensitivity in this situation with fructose and potentially with glucose, but definitely with the fructose condition. So figure four is really, really intriguing.